Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies, you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. Listen to Paul the Apostle as he speaks of his great struggle in Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those in Laodicea, even all who have not seen my face in the flesh that their hearts may be comforted, they being knit together in love and unto all the riches of the full assurance of understanding, unto the full knowledge of the mystery of God, Christ. After unveiling Christ as the great mystery of God hidden from ages, he confesses that his great struggle for the believers was that their hearts could be comforted and knit together. From something so high and spiritual to something so seemingly shallow and human as a care for the comfort of the believers, this was the Apostle Paul. Today, we will consider these two bookends and how they relate one to another. Dennis Agashi has returned. Dennis, welcome back. Thank you, Chris. It's so good to be back again. Well, Dennis, now that you are back, uh, maybe I'll put you on the spot a little bit. We've been seeing perhaps the highest revelation in the Bible in the last few programs, the mystery of God being Christ. And then also, uh, Witness Lee expanded it a little bit to touch the mystery of Christ, which appears in uh, the book of Ephesians, being the church. This was Paul's main burden in these crucial epistles of Colossians and Ephesians. Maybe you would review this high revelation for us a little bit, because it does set up today's message. Oh, I'd be happy to, Chris. We can see that in the book of Ephesians, we see that the church is the mystery of Christ. And in the book of Colossians, we see that Christ is the mystery of God. I think these two mysteries encapsulate the divine revelation uh, in a marvelous way. And I think both you and I know from these radio broadcasts that our brother Lee uh, really enjoys speaking about these two mysteries. And I, I think uh, both Ephesians and Colossians mention this word, uh, mystery. To me, it's so marvelous, Chris, to see that Christ. He embodies God, he defines God, he explains God, he expresses God. And the church, as the body of Christ, does the same. The church defines Christ, explains Christ, expresses Christ. So we can see these two mysteries really are one, Mm -hmm. one about Christ and one about God. It is really one mystery. I think in one of the programs, the very point came out that, in fact, these two mysteries are one mystery. Really so. uh, its conclusion the mystery of God being Christ and Christ in his manifestation allowed uh, the believers at the time and allows us through faith to see God in his essence and in his uh, expression. Yes. But Christ also needs an expression and a manifestation, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's the church. That's the church. And that's seen in Ephesians. It's really marvelous. So Paul was presenting this to the Colossians. Now, in these verses today, what we're going to see, I think, is 
his burden to bring them into a condition whereby they could really see this for themselves. Mm, uh, not just really. a simple reading of these truths in the Bible, but yes. a real entering into this kind of revelation. Yes. And Dennis, you join me. That's what our hope is for all of our listeners today, isn't it? It really is the case, not only just to see the high revelation, but to see the practical way to apprehend. This revelation is not esoteric. This revelation is for everyone. Uh, Everyone could see it. And we can see from Colossians, especially here in this book, that the apprehension and the experience of these high revelations are very practical. Hmm. Okay, we're going to join Witness Lee, and he's going to take us into the struggle of the Apostle Paul. Paul had such a struggle for the Colossians, for the Lydians, and for so many other believers that, listen, this is the point, that their heart may be comforted. What was the reason? Why? Out of sudden, Paul says, I have a great struggle that their heart may be comforted. This was hard to me. For years, I just couldn't understand why their heart should be comforted and why their heart should be knit together in love and into all the riches of the full assurance. To me, for years, in the whole book of Colossians, Chapter 2, verse 2, is the hardest verse for me to get in. I just couldn't find, I couldn't find the reason why Paul inserted this verse. Okay, thank the Lord, I believe, through all the years, eventually, the Lord has shown me the reason. Number one, you have to see, in these two sister books, Ephesians and Colossians, Ephesians concerning the church, and Colossians concerning Christ. Ephesians is a book on the body, and Colossians is a book on the head. The strange thing is this, in the book of Ephesians, the spirit, especially the small letter spirit, our regenerative spirit, has been repeatedly mentioned in Ephesians. But now, in Colossians, probably only once concerning the Holy Spirit, and only once concerning our spirit. In this book, concerning our experience in receiving the vision concerning Christ, our hearts are crucial in this book. And this book does not deal with our spirit. And this book deals with our heart. If you are going to present others full grown in Christ, you must take care their heart. And this shows you these two things, presenting every man full grown in the Lord, has very much to do with the heart. And the heart has very much to do with this kind of work, presenting every man full-grown in the Lord. The heart. Well, Dennis, as we talked about in the introduction today, Paul had delivered this high revelation of Christ as the mystery of God. Then he comes to this verse, verse 2 in chapter 2, and now he's talking about his struggle 
for the hearts of the yes. believers to be comforted. Uh, this does seem rather shallow to struggle uh, for the comforting of the hearts after presenting such a uh, a high revelation. You yes. think his struggle would be to bring them into this this level of revelation concerning Christ, but instead. He wants their hearts to be comforted. Let's talk about why the heart plays such an important role, Dennis, in our growth and our maturity and our ability to apprehend. It's interesting, Chris, uh, that we can see, as Brotherly mentioned, that the word spirit, especially the human spirit, is mentioned so much in Ephesians. But when we come to Colossians, it's hardly mentioned at all, whereas in Colossians, the emphasis is the human heart. I'd like to just repeat a phrase here Brotherly shared. Our experience in receiving the vision concerning Christ, in our experience, our hearts are crucial. We have the revelation of Christ both in Ephesians and in Colossians, but the way to receive and the way to enjoy this vision, we need a proper heart. Without a comforted heart, it's very hard for us to apprehend and to see the high revelation of Christ as seen in the book of Colossians. Hmm. Dennis, in this coming section, I think it's important to point out as we get into it, the background of this book uh, tells a lot about why the apostle was struggling so at this point. These were believers who had been really led away from their focusing on the very person of Christ and had become distracted with many other things. Not evil, not sinful, not seemingly worldly things, uh, but in many cases, high things, good things, culture, religious things. uh, And this formed the basis or the backdrop from which the Apostle Paul began his struggle. I think that comes out quite well in this next section. And it's interesting, Chris, to see that at the end of chapter 1, Paul says that he wanted to present every man full-grown in Christ. And then all of a sudden, at the beginning of chapter 2, he mentions the heart. You can see here, as Brother Lee shared, that the heart is very much related to the matter of maturing. Even a believer becoming full-grown in Christ very much has to do with the condition of that believer's heart. Hmm. Really so. Let's go to Witness Lee. Don't forget about the background. The background of Colossae, there were different observances, different ordinances, different philosophies were going on. You have to know all observances, ordinances, and philosophies, they always cause what? Division. They always cause arguments. They always cause debates. They always cause opinions. Once opinions became prevailing, so dissensions, so what? Dissatisfaction. So hearts were what? Cold down and hurt. And all the hearts were separated. So Paul said, I have a great struggle for all of you that your heart may be what? Comforted. May be cherished. May be warmed up. You could see Paul knew this. All oh, the hearts of the Colossians needed to be comforted. Then their heart will be knit together in love. Then, when their heart will be knitted together, knit together in love, 
their heart will be knit into, into, into all the riches of the full assurance of understanding. Your mind could only come back to a normal state by what? By your heart being comforted, by your heart being adjusted. Your heart has to be adjusted. Then your mind will function well. If your heart is wrong, if there's any problem in your heart, your mind is always wrong. The heart is the regulator of the mind. What the mind is right is wrong, is endotech, it's not endotech, it's normal or abnormal, it all depends upon your heart. Well, Dennis, this might not be as lofty a word as hearing about the mystery hidden from the ages, but it is very practical and I would say yes. extremely helpful. Uh, he used a couple of examples that we could relate to. This one about uh, ambition. Yes. Once a thought like this enters our mind, it really changes. It really warps our ability to perceive things in a in a straight way, doesn't it? Really so, Chris. And not only so, but it also fills us and makes us not open to receive anything because ambition is filling us. You know, the heart only has a certain amount of capacity. Right. And if it's filled with something else, then that affects everything. And I think we can see this in some of the illustrations that Brother Lee has given us. There's a portion in the written life study that I was looking at that uh, was not included in what was uh, just heard, but he touched the matter that uh, even today the mental hospitals are filled with people, uh, seemingly, that have problems with their mind. Mm -hmm. But actually, if you dig very deep, you find out that the problem may not be uh, the mind directly, but it all stems back to a heart problem, doesn't it? It really is. And that seems to be the case. I think there's some, uh, Brother Lee gave some real example there in that matter, to see that the heart really is a major part of our inward parts. And the condition of our heart so much affects the condition of our entire being. Uh, I think Brother Nee said, stated at one time that the heart is really the gateway to the person's being. And just as in these examples here that Brother Lee shared, we can also see that Paul's intention was if the hearts of the believers are comforted, then they will be open to receive, unloaded to receive, and experience Christ in such a high and detailed and marvelous way as described in the book of Colossians. So if we use the Colossians as an example... Here, of course, they were occupied, became occupied with uh, philosophy, with cultural things, with religious observances, ordinances, and all of these gave way to opinions and no doubt uh, to uh, things like ambition uh, were creeping in. So no ability, if this is the case of the heart, uh, no ability to perceive this high revelation of Christ being the mystery of God. Right. No wonder Paul was laboring and struggling. That's right. Not only... Is there no ability to receive such a revelation? But even their hearts were separated from one another. Yeah. Even among themselves, there was discord. There was no harmony there. And this is why it mentions here that the hearts, the comforted hearts, need to be knit together in love. Uh, that means love was lost. The love between the brothers and sisters, the love between the saints were lost. Uh, consequently, there was just no capacity to receive Uh, this high revelation, and no maturity to become full-grown. Well, I think the the net effect of all these things is that uh, whenever we're occupied, Dennis, with anything other than Christ himself and our experience and enjoyment of Christ himself, inevitably, invariably, our hearts cool down. 
our love cools. Yes. And uh, that fire that maybe we experienced, uh, oh, no doubt when we were first saved, but maybe a few times since, we just can't seem to get it relit, reignited. Really so. And we can see the reason why here is really the reason, a, a large reason, is we are distracted from the very person of Christ. And this is why Paul in the entire book of Colossians presents such a marvelous panoramic description of our Christ. Once we see such a Christ, we appreciate Christ and all the matters get taken care of. Hmm. Well, let's go back to Witness Lee, Dennis. The heart there at Colossae were all told down, hurt, damaged, dissatisfied, even separated. So Paul said, I have a struggle. I have a struggle. By what way? He didn't tell us. By what way? By praying? Or by what? He didn't tell us. But anyhow, he told us he had a struggle. He had a struggle that their heart may be comforted, cherished. That their heart may be cherished. That their heart may be warmed up. Being knit together in love. Not only enough, but also being need to get into a full understanding in their mind. Into all reaches of the full assurance of understanding. You must see this. Without such a heart, cherished, warm up, knit together in love. Into such an assurance of understanding regardless how much the revelation is here. You just couldn't see it. To see such high vision, to see the top items concerning Christ, we need a heart comforted, cherished, warmed up, knit together in love, and also into all what reaches of the assurance of understanding. Now you can see, you can see what? The real struggling that Apostle Paul exercised is to clear up the ground within our heart. The heart of the saints need to be comforted, cherished, warm up, being knit together in love and into, into the full assurance of understanding. Dear saints, we have to look to the Lord. Let Him comfort our hearts. Let Him day by day cherish our hearts and warm up our hearts. How could those distracted Colossians, dissenting Colossians, of different opinions, observances, ordinances, how could they receive this kind of revelation if their heart had not been comforted? So now, this book doesn't depend upon our spirit. It depends upon our proper mind. Wait. A comforted heart, with a cherished heart, with a warm-up heart. 
Dennis, it seems we've come full circle now, back to the main point. The Colossians had allowed so many things to creep into the church other than Christ, and these things had a serious impact on their heart to cool them down. And in such a condition, opinions, uh, unfulfilled ambition, things like this can completely inhibit us from seeing any revelation, regardless of how high the ministry is we're exposed to. Yes. This is a sober lesson, a sober word for all of us, isn't it? It really is. Uh, Chris, and we can see why uh, Paul mentions the word great struggle. It really was a struggle. It must have been frustrating to him to present such a view of Christ, and yet a small, apparently a seemingly small thing like the heart would prevent that revelation from penetrating and prevent that revelation from having any effect on the believers at all. Which reminds me, Chris, you know, both the book of Ephesians and Colossians both present a high revelation. Yeah. But it also, in the latter part of the book, presents a proper living needed to apprehend such a revelation. And we can see here a very practical point that the heart does need to be comforted, that we could receive the high revelation, and that we could also uh, know the mystery of God, uh, which is Christ found in verse 2. Chris, this reminds me of a verse here in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, where it says, when the heart turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Oh. Here we can see both the heart and the mind. So a turned heart equals an unveiled mind. When our heart turns to the Lord, when it opens to the Lord, when it's warm, when it's comforted, when it's cherished, then the mind is unveiled. We can see and appreciate such a Christ. And I think this is all our desire, to have such a heart that is proper, that is warm, that our mind could see in this lovely Christ. Dennis, weren't you uh, touched by his word here at the end that we all need to let the Lord warm up yes, our heart? Yes, really so. How about that for a prayer for all of us, including our listeners? Let Lord warm my cold heart. Amen. We just leave it to him to uh, be the real doctor and work on our inward parts. Yes, Dennis. very much. Thank you for your help today. Uh, this was uh, uh, not an easy program in a lot of ways. The topic matter is uh, right. very subjective and, and not easy to get a, a good handle on, but I think the Lord uh, was with us today, and uh, this matter is very, very, as we open the program with, maybe not so high, but very practical and yes. extremely helpful. Yes. We really need to open our heart condition to the Lord. We sure do, Chris. Thank you, Dennis. You're welcome. Okay, we're out of time today. We do have time, of course, to invite you to contact us and... Uh, Uh, We have many written materials to supplement the program we've brought to you today, particularly this Life Study of Colossians. We're in the first volume. These are classic messages. When we touch these books of Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Galatians, of course, this was what Witness Lee uh, considered to be the heart of the divine revelation. There is so much light and so much practical help here. We would love to have all of you able to enjoy these printed messages as well as uh, listening to us each day on the radio, bring these programs to you. Our toll-free number, if you would like to find out more about that or any of the other material we have at Living Stream, is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. For Dennis Agashi today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. 
The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening. What does it really mean to be born again? Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John chapter 3, verse 3. To be born anew is to be born from above, from heaven. That is to be born from God who is in heaven. The kingdom of God is the reign of God. It is a divine realm to be entered into, a realm that requires the divine life. Only the divine life can realize the divine things. Hence, for one to see or to enter into the kingdom of God requires that he be regenerated with the divine life. Scripture, John 3, verse 3, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.